Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved, Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. y'all welcome to the all crime no cattle third anniversary special i am shay and i'm Aaron. and for those of you who don't know we have a few traditions on this show and one of them is our episode today where we celebrate the anniversary of the podcast and we ready ourselves to ring in the new year that's right and each year we do a little something different for the anniversary special so for this episode i'm going to be bringing you some of 2020's weirdest texas true crime stories from around the state shay's going to give us a little lesson on texas's strangest laws oh you know it we're gonna do a little q a session and if you listen to our last episode the fruitcake bandit we might have a little surprise for you during that segment And then we'll follow it all up with this year's blooper reel, which might be the most horrifying one yet. Time will tell. (laughs) But first, let us cheers, Aaron. Happy third anniversary of the show. Happy New Year. Let's yeet 2020 into the sun by first hearing about some of the weirdest crime stories that happened this year in Texas. Cheers, Aaron. Cheers, Shay. Well, Shay, this is a story that's, I think, very fitting for the current holiday, which is New Year's Eve, of course. There's this thing called champagne sabering. Have you heard of it? Oh, is this where there's a big champagne bottle and they take a sword, a saber, and they chop the top off? Yep, that's basically what it is. It's said to have first started a couple hundred years ago in Napoleonic France, where soldiers would celebrate their victories by popping open their champagne bottles with their sabers. Ooh, that's what we should have done. Well, we're going to see that there's some dangerous aspects to the story. Oh, oh, okay. Maybe we shouldn't have. Yeah, maybe not. 
So basically, you're exactly right. So you slide the saber down the seam of the bottle and strike the lip of the bottle in a very precise way. By doing that, you can shear the collar away from the neck of the bottle, the collar with the cork still attached, go flying in a big burst of champagne and it's this big dramatic thing and all the drunk people watching are, are like, yay! <laughs> Sounds like a very uh, wild Texas thing to do. Now, this does not need to be done with a sharp weapon. Actually, some people think blunt objects work best, including butter knives or spoons. Some people can also do this with wine glasses. It's very... Wow. It's its own art form, almost. But if you really want to impress someone, come on, you're going to use a champagne sword. And they actually make very fancy, ornate swords today, especially for this purpose. Some of these cost hundreds or even thousands of dollars. Oh boy. What a waste of money. <laughs> Typically, they aren't very sharp, though, because, of course, it's not the sharpness of the object that's important. It's the way the bottle is hit. So basically, it's a big dull blade that's just for show. Okay, it's just an ornate blunt saber. All right. Mm -hmm. That you can you can literally do the same thing with a butter knife. And a spoon, you said. I the, I like the spoon technique. You, you're you like the David Copperfield of champagne sabering. You're like, oh, I can do it with a spoon. <laughs> there you go. Well, the restaurant Paradiso in the Bishop Arts District of Dallas found out why it might not be a great idea to have a big showy sword available in the restaurant Although, shockingly, it was an employee who ended up using the sword and not a patron. You see, way back on January 13th, 2020, at about 4.40 p.m., 28-year-old Vincent Brasino had apparently been recently fired from the restaurant and entered the establishment to confront his boss. Uh-oh. Brasino became enraged, began damaging the restaurant's property, and finally grabbed their special champagne sword that they used <laughs> to saber champagne bottles with, and he just started swinging it around and brandishing it at, oh, at people, please, which is exciting. Please tell me he didn't hurt anybody. He did not. He did not actually attack anyone with the sword, and he was taken into custody without injury and booked into Dallas County Jail, where his bail was set at $10,500. Wow. Okay. But I'm guessing that Paradiso still has their fancy saber, and they're still going to be sabering your champagne? I mean, probably. I imagine it's really impressive to see at a fancy restaurant. With your waiter oh, to do I'm that. sure. I'm sure it's fun. Yeah, I actually tried looking up pictures of Paradiso's champagne sword, because I was very interested <laughs> to see exactly what the sword, because some of them are very ornate and elaborate, and they have, like, the full saber hilts. Oh, sure. Sometimes they're swords, sometimes they're saber sabers. It's like this whole thing okay but there you go be careful when you're sabering your champagne bottles open tonight at midnight oh, oh so i'm guessing you didn't find any pictures of the sword i didn't so that's that you know that's where the they they keep it out of social media so you have to come to the restaurant to see it in person and they're like no pictures no instagram <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what it is yeah well in our second story it has a little something to do with the sinclair oil corporation and if that name doesn't ring a bell, you're probably still familiar with their mascot seen at a lot of gas stations across the country, a big dopey green dinosaur that has been the company's trademark since 1932. Yeah, I believe it's an Apatosaurus. It is technically an Apatosaurus. Oh, I am on it. However, right. I now see... <clears throat> 
We are showing how deeply we go into even like the tiniest stories in our rabbit holes because it was technically first labeled a brontosaurus, but then mm-hmm. there was scientific disagreement over brontosaurus versus apatosaurus. But now there's more updated <laughs> yep. scientific. I mean, it's a lo- an ongoing scientific argument over the brontosaurus versus the apatosaurus. Listen, I don't want emails about this. It's an apatosaurus. <laughs> Let's just move along. In the 1960s, the company began installing large fiberglass sculptures of the big cartoonish Brontosaurus at the time at many of their gas stations. One of these big dino sculptures has been suffering some seriously harsh treatment lately in the town of Lubbock at Sunny's Mart, oh, no. a gas station at the intersection of Slide Road and Woodrow Road. What are you doing to the poor Apatosaurus, Lubbock? Well, This was reported by Elisa Tellez from EverythingLubbock.com. Last year, the deer dino was stolen from the gas station, and its mutilated body was later located dumped in a dry lake bed. What? The dinosaur's feet had been removed, its throat slashed, and its eyes had been painted to look like they were bleeding. Oh my gosh. This is some really weird stuff. That is really to, sick. To prove it to you, I'm going to go ahead and send you, I'm going to show you this picture of, of the damaged <laughs> brontosaurus, apatosaurus. And everyone, this will be available on our social media, so you can look at these as well. Shay, here you go. All right, I'm excited. So that's before. <laughs> and that's it with its feet removed oh. and its throat slit. That's its eyes painted with like rivers of blood. Why? Well, nobody knows, Shay. Um, I couldn't find additional information about this first act of terrorism against this oh. dinosaur. Apparently, the culprits were apprehended, however, and a new dino was reinstalled at Sunny's Mart. But we didn't get the information of their motive. If they had done this before, if this is a serial sculpture desecrator and dismemberer. Well, we've got another sculpture attack coming up right next. What? So maybe you're onto something. What? <laughs> so they went ahead and they reinstalled this new dinosaur at Sunny's Mart. Everything's okay. But then once again, tragedy struck this year in February of 2020. Some more Lubbock hooligans attacked. This time, shooting the poor old dino with a shotgun. Oh, man. Okay, don't discharge your firearms in, in the city, okay? This case is still unsolved. Although there is surveillance footage, so watch out. <laughs> now, the owner told EverythingLubbock.com, quote, Leave poor dino alone. He's not hurting anything. He's just here for everybody's enjoyment. Does Lubbock just hate dinosaurs or something? Like, I'm not why sure. Is, why is there so many dinosaur-related crimes going on in Lubbock? <laughs> I think it's just there, there's not really a lot to do out yeah, there. That's true. That's so I true. think that might be part of it. You know what? We L- love you, Lubbock you people. Know what? I, w- I think you would agree, right? though, right? I would counter that. And say that Lubbock is a wonderful town that I've been to on several occasions and enjoyed myself. I've eaten many a good meal there. I've played at their disc golf courses. It's a great town. That's my stance. It's also my stance, Shay. (laughs) All right, moving swiftly along. In March, a cherished sculpture in Austin was heartlessly taken out of this world. The sculpture named Ganador 
was a six-foot-tall grackle in a luchador mask made out of... But sorry, I can't even continue. <laughs> this thing is awesome. Okay, so it's a six foot tall grackle in a luchador mask. It was made entirely out of recycled bicycle tires and polystyrene over a steel frame. Whoa, that Very sounds really cool. Glorious thing. And I didn't know this, but apparently grackles are so common in Austin that they've become almost like the town's unofficial mascot. Oh, in a, in a kind of tongue-in-cheek way, because most people really hate grackles. They're super annoying. If you live yeah. in a town that has grackles, they're the worst. But it, it, it's apparently become a part of like the weirdness of Austin. Hmm. So a lot of people really okay. kind of love grackles. And I think that this artist had done several sort of art pieces or series based on the grackles of Austin. So Ganador was built in 2019 by artist Christy Stallop, and it was first displayed at the Menchaca Road Ranch Library, but eventually it came to roost, oh you see boy. what I did there, oh boy. right in front of Austin City Hall as a highlight of the People's Gallery, a showcase of public art from Austin artists. But then, on March 2nd, 2020, at 5.30 a.m. in the morning, Reports came in that Ganador was aflame. Oh, crap. Firefighters were able to contain the fire, but unfortunately, Ganador was no more. And I mean, genuinely, this thing got burned to ash. Oh, no. It's just a couple of poles with the metal frame yeah. just left sitting there. The pictures are so, so sad. Shay, um, I'm going to go ahead and take oh, do show I have you. Do pictures now? Here you go. I'm going to show you some pictures. Okay, I'm excited. So that's Ganador? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> Substantial. And that's what it looks like. <laughs> oh, no. That is sad. Oh, well, again, we will post all these on our social media. So it's you can, really you can join sad. In. And I'm sure this artist, you know, spent so long. And it's such a cool little piece of art, you know? yeah. yeah. Again, what's up with all the desecration and destruction of statues? Well, let's talk about it. Because it turns out that there were witnesses who claimed that they saw a person intentionally set the fire that put the old bird down. They said it was a man between 65 and 70 years of age with white hair and a goatee. And one eyewitness identified a man at the scene as the culprit. <laughs> this man was arrested. But then, surveillance footage showed a different man holding a red hat walking up to the statue, flames appearing, and then the man walking away. The footage clearly showed that the arrested man was not the true criminal, and he was released. <laughs> what a mystery. The surveillance footage was released to the public, and soon someone called in a tip identifying the location of the suspect at large. He was wearing a red hat, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> the same hat, okay. And holding a cigarette lighter, ding, ding, ding. I mean, <laughs> you've, you've got a fire starter right there. <laughs> Red-handed, if you will. The man denied setting the fire, and after being shown the footage, said that the real culprit was someone who looked an awful lot like him, but that they probably had a wig on. What? <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't the guy, or it is? No, it's it's the guy. Okay, okay. Hey, that was his excuse. That was was, his. That's not me. It's just a, another weirdo with a with a wig. 
He also said that he likes fried chicken and pigeons, but not the art display. That's according to the arrest affidavit. Oh, so he did admit that he was he found well, it distasteful. Mm-hmm. He's but he a, also said he likes fried chicken. So it was like he burned oh, the bird. Like is is he is he playing with us a maybe, little? No. Well, maybe he's just being honest. Maybe he really does love fried chicken and does eat pigeon from time to time, but can't stand a grackle. A well, grackle doesn't make him cackle, Aaron. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, regardless, the man was booked into the Travis County Jail, and his bail was set at a cool $15,000, which will, you'll note is a good $4,500 more than the man who accosted people with a champagne saber. So <laughs> there you so, go. Dude, you got to watch out for those bird laws, whether it's involving bird statuary. That can be very expensive. You know, (laughs) don't mess with birds in Texas. Well, finally, I have a creepy little supernatural story for you, Shay. From ClickToHouston.com by Brianna Edwards. This story has its beginnings way back in Christmas 2013. Hmm. Oh, think about it. (laughs) Christmas 2013, seven years before the current situation we, we found ourselves in. So innocent. We were such innocent summer children back then that didn't know anything about bad times and plagues. Well, little girl from the Madonia family way back then received a lovely present. An Elsa doll from the movie Frozen that had a little button that when pressed would make the doll say lines from the movie and sing the song Let It Go. Lovely, lovely present for a small child. For two years, the Elsa doll apparently laid in wait for its moment to strike as it just completely operated normally with nothing weird. Oh, no, what's but then happen? in 2015, the doll suddenly began speaking in Spanish. Oh, even though it had never done that before, it would also start talking and singing without anyone actually pressing the button. And oh. even when the doll was turned off, I hate it. I hate so it. last year, The family finally decided to end Elsa's reign of terror, and they threw the doll in the trash. But a few weeks later, the doll reappeared in their living room. No. And from then on, the doll refused to speak in English ever again, speaking and singing now only in Spanish. (laughs) So the father put the doll in a garbage bag, wrapped that in another garbage bag, shoved that deep into the garbage can, piled a bunch of garbage on top of it, and set the whole thing out on the curb to be collected for trash day. But still, the doll turned up lurking outside the Madonia family's home soon after. The mother said, quote, The doll has some marker on her from my daughter coloring over the years, so I know the doll that reappeared was the original and not a replacement. Most logical thinkers believe it's a prank, but I don't understand how or when it was done, especially because the garbage truck had taken it away. You think the garbage people are in on this? Well, I don't know, but I know that the Madonias did what any self-respecting family would do in this moment. They mailed the cursed doll to a friend in Minnesota without a return address. To a friend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're a bad friend for well, sending them that. They, well, it, they don't deserve a cursed doll. It appears that the friend, a man named Chris Hogan, was kind in on the joke because he posted on Facebook, quote, and now for the rest of the story, she made it to Minnesota and is taped to the brush guard of my Jeep. 
If anything weird happens, I'm welding her into a steel pipe and sinking it in the lake of the woods. And he also (laughs) shared a picture, which here you go, Shay. And again, this will be posted online. There you go. That's where Elsa currently resides. Oh, it's a big doll. It, yeah, she's, she's pretty she's good. She's sizable. Yeah. I thought it was like a little like Barbie doll size thing. That is like large. That's on his Jeep. It is. And we have a, a final update to this very important story. So important <laughs> that apparently the team at KPRC2 News Station checked back in with the Madonia family in October of this year. And Emily, the mother, told them, quote, no, she hasn't come back. We have had our fair share of weird things happening around the house, though, like doors opening and closing by themselves and lights, TV turning on and strange stuff like that. So it's been interesting, but not the doll, at least. (laughs) Man, are they living on some sort of ghost portal that that trapped a soul of a demon inside that that doll and it's it's still opening doors and turning off lights and stuff? Something bad's happening with that 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 family. And that doll needs to be buried somewhere. Oh, dude, I would burn that thing. It needs to be thrown into a volcano. I definitely would not put it on the the brush guard of my Jeep and just subject the rest of society to it as I drove around. Like, what if he parks at a supermarket and then it, like, accosts some small child, (laughs) like, while he's inside? Yeah, it's all dangerous all around. Just everyone be careful out there. What a serious story that was. And (laughs) one that's very important that we should all be told about. Important to my life and my community. And then I'm always like, what's the update? Thank God in this case, we had an update. (laughs) Oh, I mean, where would we be if we didn't have that update? All right, Shay. Well, that's it for my segment. I'm going to now... Relax and allow you to flood my brain cells with some important information about laws or something. Yes. So I have some really, really vital information that we all need to be privy to because Texas is weird, y'all. And we may or may not have some of the weirdest laws on the law books here in our state. And we need to go over them because if you don't know about some of these laws, you need to take it under consideration. But what I'm going to do, Aaron, is I'm going to pitch you a law, and then I want you to tell me if you think it's true or false. Okay. And then some of these are going to be true, some we've figured out have been are false, and then some are undecided, like we don't know, but I have a leaning way that I'm going to lean. Oh, well. I mean, you're a legal expert, right? Right. And you went to law school, right? Oh, boy. Did I ever not. Uh, but I have read a bunch of legal blogs and <laughs> gone to some legal websites, including StevensLaw.com which this one is from a law firm. And uh, the first one is, is it illegal to go barefoot in Texas? Anywhere? Like this is a statewide law? I'm going to say no. Well, it's a little bit of both. So at one point it was illegal to go barefoot in some municipalities across the state to comply with city's laws of sanitation and appearance. Sanitation and appearance. Okay. Yes. And apparently at one point you had to request a permit from the municipality for $5 to go barefoot. That's weird. Yeah. You know what? This is one law. I said, bring it back. You want people to. to... I don't need to see people stanky feet. People have bad oh, foot hygiene. All right. Man. Wait, wait, wait. Before you get into all that. Oh, man. We, we have a, a, a special interest group that we have to talk about. 
Now, apparently these sort of municipal ordinances have been challenged by barefoot enthusiast groups calling themselves barefooters. What is a barefooter? Apparently it's a barefoot enthusiast and they have groups where they they get together and they fight for barefooters' rights. Ew. So these people (laughs) pushed really hard for statewide legislation until finally a state law mandate was put into the law books that made going barefoot legal in the state of Texas and protected under the State Disability and Religious Creeds Act. They even have a website where you can print out cards to give people who think you're doing something illegal by going barefoot. This is what the card reads. Texas law protects a person's right to go barefoot due to religious creed or disability. State religious freedom and anti-discrimination laws protect your right to go barefoot in public places such as restaurants, grocery stores, theaters, government buildings, gyms, museums, libraries, trains, or buses. No one, including business owners or employees, can tell a barefooter to leave or to put shoes on. And then there's a bunch that cites the actual statute, 121.003. So these are basically like a bunch of anti-maskers. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. They're like, you You can't, you, barefooters are saying, you can't force me to put shoes on my feet. And I maskers are saying, you can't force me to put a mask on my stupid dumb face. You know, it's the same thing. And they're demanding their, their very strange rights. You know, I wanted to keep this episode light and fun. (laughs) And, you know, it's really funny that this information is coming from you, the person who hates angry emails. (laughs) You, you are just setting Man, yourself up. Man, I always up. get my foot stuck straight in my mouth. Okay, I'm going to say this. At the very least, it's a really good way to get some kind of parasite. Or to spread staph infection or something like that. Please, man, just put on some shoes. Put on some flip-flops. That's basically going fair, barefoot. Okay, so we now know that statewide, currently, it's you are allowed to go barefoot. Now, I did read that while going strictly barefoot in public typically doesn't cause any trouble at large with authorities, driving while doing so actually does cause quite a bit of an issue. That's because in Texas, we have comparative fault laws. I know all about this because I'm so educated on law. (laughs) Uh, So when it comes to vehicular accident laws and driving without footwear, you can really put yourself in a pickle if during an accident you are not wearing footwear. In fact, in Texas, you could end up paying a higher amount of compensation during a contested vehicular injury claim if you were simply just not wearing shoes. So technically, it's legal, but not legal when driving. Okay, but I'm sure that there are still establishments that can say you are not allowed into my place. All right, so... I I don't like these barefooters. (laughs) So that's everything (laughs) you needed to know about being barefoot in Texas, okay? Uh, selling your organs. Is that legal, Aaron? No, se- not just selling any organs, but selling specifically your organs. Like if I wanted to sell my, one of my kidneys. Right. Um, well, I'm going to say you should no, it's illegal to sell your own okay, organs you're going with or illegal. anybody's organs. Yeah. You're saying it's a real law and it's illegal. Okay. According to Texas Penal Code Section 48-2, it's against the law to sell human organs. While this may seem like a no-brainer, it is illegal in Texas to sell your own eyes, your kidneys, your liver, lungs, skin, and other organs or tissues. You are free, however, to sell blood and hair. 
those do not fall under the statute. So, man, I have been losing so much money. I should have just been selling my hair instead of going to the barber. How much money have I thrown down the... The, the, the literal drain. The, yeah. Yeah. People who sell their organs are guilty of a Class A misdemeanor. Texans should also know that a conviction results in up to a year in jail and or fines of $4,000. And this law also pertains to the purchasing of organs. So... It, you, it's not legal to buy them. Like the both both parties will be subject to penalty. Okay. So there you go. Don't sell your kidney. <laughs> In case anybody was thinking about it. Yeah, like you you can give away a kidney to someone who needs it. That's fine, but don't be like eh, twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. All right, well, owning the Encyclopedia Britannica, Aaron, do you think that is legal or illegal in Texas? Just owning it? Owning the Encyclopedia Britannica. I know that Texas has a really sordid history with <laughs> textbooks and education, but I'm going to say that I really hope that this isn't true because I feel like, you know, any kind of reference material like that should be okay. Right. Well, unfortunately, this one is true. At, and, and, and I'm not sure if this one is still on the books, but at a certain time, Texas outlawed owning the Encyclopedia Britannica specifically, because apparently a volume, I'm guessing in the B section for beer, contains the recipe for making said beer at home. And since lawmakers don't want home breweries and people, you know, making their own hooch, they set up a technicality resulting in fines or jail time if you own specifically the volume of the Encyclopedia Britannica that has how to make homemade beer. Wow, <laughs> that's silly. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. All right. Now, speaking about alcohol, what do you think about drinking while standing? Drinking any liquid or drinking liquor? Drinking alcohol specifically while standing. I mean, how many of how many of us have drank alcohol while standing? I mean, everybody, yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually I'm sitting or laying down, if you know what I mean, but what? yeah, I mean <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I'm a lazy drunk, is oh, what I'm oh, saying. Okay, okay. <laughs> it makes you tired and thus you go take a nap. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I mean like sometimes there's standing involved. I think that's fine. Okay, well, what's your ruling? Do you think it's a real law or a I, fake? Or I think a, that a it's false? it's it's fine to stand. So whatever. The, yeah, I, it's not real. Okay. Well, in reportedly in Lafours, Lafours, L E F O R S. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I'm probably going to get fifteen more emails. But Lafours, <laughs> Texas. That's how I'm. It's probably pronounced Lafours. In Lafours, Texas, 
it is illegal <laughs> to make more. Just pronounce it differently every time. Yeah. Okay. In Leafers, Texas, <laughs> it is illegal to take more than three sips or swallows of any alcoholic beverage while standing up. It's not completely clear why this became a law, but at one point it was on the books. Not sure if it's still current, but it was a real law. There's no there's no guess as to how that came to be? No, there was not. A, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me either, because if it's just sips... Who cares about sips? Like you should make it whole drinks. Like if it you if you were having three whole drinks in a bar, I could see someone being like, "Hey, you need to sit down." <laughs> <laughs> like you you drank three drinks real quick. You need to go sit and have the rest of your fourth, and then you gotta you gotta drink some coffee and then you gotta go. Weird. It sounds like just a way to control the population's drinking, right? Like you if you're not if you're not able to take a few sips of beer or whatever and and walk around and go you, you can't get up to anything bad in yeah. town, right? It sounds like a prohibition type. Yeah. Or... So I wonder if it's maybe related to that. Yeah. Just to try to to de- decrease activities and drinking and everything that you do usually while you're drinking. <laughs> yeah, probably. Hmm. All right. How about no cheese on Sunday? No cheese on Sunday. Okay. That sounds new. It sounds like a religious thing. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to say somewhere in Texas it says no cheese on Sunday. All right. Well, this was a myth. This is false. It's never been the case. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm good at this game. <laughs> You're really good. Uh, so uh, there was this this uh, website that started putting up all these dumb laws. And apparently this is a made up one that just ended up on a list and was picked up and popularized. And a lot of people what? have said it. That doesn't happen on the Internet. Yeah, this has never been a thing. It, it, apparently they claimed it was illegal in some cities in Texas to sell Limburger cheese on Sunday. Limburger cheese does reportedly smell like feet, but many now claim this legal rumor is in fact false. And I could not find anywhere that could actually cite the law on the books. Is this related to the barefooters law? <laughs> Do you think? Oh, smells like feet, oh. cheese. All right, come exposed on. Exposed feet. All right, leave the barefooters alone. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but I didn't. But I did see a lot of places saying that it was a really old law that was not enforced anywhere ever in Texas. So most likely, it's false. How many of these laws do you think that people made on the books just to like mess with future generations? <laughs> like nobody's paying attention. I'm we're getting a whole bunch of stuff passed on this bill. I'm just going to write something real dumb in here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about milking someone else's cow? Like to do them a favor? No, no, no. Like milk theft. Like you Oh, that's got to be Oh, you know, uh, Texas there's a reason why we're called all crime, no cattle and anything cattle related. That's like serious capital offense level crimes. So right. I'm going to guess that that is very bad. You know what that also means, Aaron? Hmm. We're going to have to put an asterisk on this week's episode and put all crime, some cattle. <laughs> so what's your ruling on milk theft? I'm going to say that is punishable by death. <laughs> that is a capital offense in Texas. Public hanging. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a real law, but it, well, it has been since removed. And, but there is a reason why. So there was once a Texas law that prohibited the milking of another person's cow. And the penalty was $10, which this was from back in 1925. So $10 was a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. 
whoever whoever without the consent of the owner shall take up use or milk any cow not his own shall be fined not exceeding ten dollars so that was the maximum penalty but research shows this particular law has been removed from the books more than a hundred <laughs> that was on the books for about 50 more years so it was only removed recently in 1973 and in fact old penal books uh from texas during its uh, settlement phases showed that there was a similar law on the books in 1866 so what you're saying is we've got free reign of all these cattle. Oh, to we get, can just go greasy, milking. To get your greasy fingers on somebody's udders? <laughs> it's, no, it's no longer illegal to go milk. Uh, 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 go stealing milk. But that's where you're wrong. Oh. So the reason why this law was taken off the books was because this law was, was no longer needed because it's been incorporated into another law that still makes milking another person's cow illegal. And the difference is that modern milk burglars will be charged with theft of personal property. Oh, I see, I see. There you go. So stay away from your neighbor's udders. Well, we have a lot of pets, but none of them you can milk. <laughs> no, thank goodness. <laughs> God, I don't want that. <laughs> what, you think our neighbors are coming in milking our gecko? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. We've gone off the rails, y'all. <laughs> Okay, now let's get back on track with some more important legal knowledge oh, about the state of thank Texas. God. Yeah, changing the weather. Do you think there is a law that prohibits you from changing the weather in the Lone Star State? Well, what is that? What does that mean? It's up to your interpretation. Can you change the weather? No. Do you know of anyone who can change the nope. weather? So, what's your ruling? Well, I'm going to say that that sounds ridiculous. So clearly, it will probably be a law that's been on the books. <laughs> You're right. It's an existing <laughs> law. There is a law against weather modification in the state of Texas. Though whether or not one can single-handedly do such a thing is still unclear. But hey, Texas is ready. <laughs> like, if y'all figure it out, don't you even try it. Mm -hmm. But if you do, there is a legal way to change the weather in Texas. Oh. According to the Texas State Historical Association, weather modification has been part of the state's history since 1890, when a Civil War battalion experimented with gunpowder to produce rain clouds. Their attempts to do such a thing were unsuccessful, but they provoked local scientists to explore the idea of weather modification. Several groups of scientists continued this work to this day, and in Texas, individuals or groups seeking to modify the weather must first contact a local newspaper where they're intending to do the act of changing the weather, and a notice of intent to modify the weather must be published at least once a week for three consecutive weeks in that newspaper that is in circulation in each county in which the operation will be conducted. Then you're on, you're legal. You can change the weather. So you're telling me this all started from a bunch of drunk sh soldiers probably shooting their guns at clouds. Yeah. Oh, we're going to change the weather. And now it's become its own thing. It's a real law in Texas. Okay. <laughs> How is this to say to that? So weird. I feel like there's a weird biodome reference here. <laughs> well, do you remember when we were talking about early in the first season, there was somebody who made those dehumidifier machines that made water and they were sending them to Puerto Rico to help everyone get water. Mm -hmm. and they invented this machine. 
well, that was a Texas person who invented that machine, and that is technically changing the weather. You're removing humidity from the atmosphere. So if you ever wanted to set those up and use them, you'd have to let the newspapers know and <laughs> boast about it. Wow. Okay, well, I mean, I'm sure there's many people working on these challenges, so I'm really glad that we're letting people know. Yeah. Getting oh, the word te- out. Texas is on the forefront of climate changing legal standards. Okay. <laughs> All right. Shooting a buffalo from a second story building. I know that I've heard that before. So I'm going to say that that was at once true. It is not, nor has it ever been. Oh, really? A law. Okay. It is a huge myth. Oh, interesting. It is it has never been illegal to shoot a buffalo from the second story of a hotel. Now, people who have shot at buffalo from town buildings have been arrested or charged with you know uh firing firearms in city limits but those are just like small little municipality things and maybe one of them shot at a buffalo and also got arrested but there's no formal law that says you can't shoot from a second story window Ah. and and shoot at a buffalo okay Uh, so you're you're clear and easy on that one yeah don't change the weather Shoot all the buffaloes you want. No, it's as prob- long as it's from second story windows. <laughs> you clearly didn't listen to everything oh. I said. It's probably still illegal to shoot at anything from a second story building in a town. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll go with that. All right, flirting with your eyes or and or hands. I don't know how you do this. Like, how do you flirt with your eyes? Oh, okay. Uh, that one makes a little more sense. You know, a little like this. <laughs> I, I know this is a little, uh, this is an audio medium, but I'm looking very sexy right now and I'm doing a little. Doing her eyebrows. Like that? And then, okay. Okay. How do you flirt with your hands? Now that's something I don't, it, is it, a lot of weird gestures. Is it doing a little this? <laughs> Ooh. A little, where you make the okay <laughs> sign and then you put your index finger through it. Is that, is that flirting? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. So is this a law? Yes. <laughs> It's not allowed. All right. Well, this is a little gray area. (laughs) I could not confirm or deny this one, sadly, because I was really fascinated with this one. According to a list I found on NationalGeographic.com about weird state laws in Texas, I found, quote, In San Antonio, it is illegal for both sexes to flirt or respond to flirtation using the eyes and or hands. End quote. But I have also seen this posted on very unreputable sources, often quoting this as a real law, but I haven't found any legitimate other news sources or local news sources that can verify this or back it up. So this one might be real. So I'm leaning 60-40 that it's real, but I can't confirm it. I'm leaning towards it not being real. So I feel like you flirted up out there, bad boys. (laughs) I want to know if it is real. How does it work? I don't. I like. Are you? There a, has to be some kind of weird pervert. It's like so, one of the bare uh, the bare footers, but they're the bare handers, and they're like, I can't question. deal with all these hands and this bare <laughs> flesh. Question these fingers. If I was single and mm-hmm. I was in San Antonio, and I saw a lady in a bar, and I was like, Hey, she's really cute. Maybe I'll try a little flirty flirt flirt. Do I have to walk up and then say hello and turn around backwards and do my flirting? In the opposite direction? Or yes. how does that work? With your hands in your pockets. With my hands in my pockets. Okay. Yeah. All right. No eyes. I can't look at oh, her. Oh, you you better not be looking just, at that woman. Just cover my eyes and say, hey, I think you're pretty. Can I buy you a drink? 
All right. Galveston sidewalks. Is it illegal to sit on a Galveston sidewalk? Yes. It appears that this is a real law to this day. Oh. And according to a uh, bit of legislation from Galveston's own website, quote, it shall be unlawful for a person to stand or sit on a city sidewalk so as to impede physically or by intimidation uh, free and uninterrupted pedestrian passage. So if you are just sitting on the sidewalk in Galveston, you can be charged up to $500. If there's a bench, this is my little mantra to remember this one. If there's a bench, you can sit. If not, you better walk. Okay. I, I mean, I feel like you could have come up with something a little bit more clever. Go like, for at least it. some sort of rhyme scheme. Okay. If there's a bench, you better sit. Ain't no bench. Gotta get. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. All right. I'm going to write that up, you know, and send it to Galveston.gov. <laughs> yes, please do. Care of Aaron from All Crime No Cattle. <laughs> All right. Last one. Is it illegal to fall into the San Antonio River? Yes. I think I feel like I've heard this one before and tourists or drunken people would go jumping into the little river walk, the river going along the river walk, which is a lovely little place in San Antonio, if you've ever been. And I believe, yes, that that is true. That if you fall into it or somehow get yourself involved with the water of the San Antonio Riverwalk, that you will get in trouble. Yeah, I think it's a number of things. Like, I think they were having problems with homeless people bathing in the Riverwalk. I think they were also... Okay, well, that's sad. Like you said, I think they were also, like, drunk party boys tossing each other into the yeah. river. And there's also a lot of those ferry boats, which we rode on one, mm -hmm. that gives you an architecture and cultural tour of the Riverwalk. And they told us that. Anyway, either way, yes, it's real. And the San Antonio Riverwalk covers about five miles of downtown. And like you said, it's a very big tourist attraction of the city. The river runs between two to 24 feet deep in spots, but it's always very brown and murky. Yeah. So if it's only two feet deep and you go diving in, you're probably going to get injured. So it's, it's true. It's like a safety concern. Sure. And the police are very serious about keeping people out due to these dangers and police arrest or fine people who fall into the river, even if it's by accident. If you're caught accidentally falling in or voluntarily going for a dip in the San Antonio River in downtown, you could be fined as much as $500. That's a, the same fine on a lot of these. So, like, a lot of the dumb <laughs> laws in Texas, they're always $500. Yeah. No, I've definitely heard that San Antonio thing before. And I remember I've walked along it a few times, and it makes something in the back of your mind go... I'm going to fall in that goddamn river. Yeah. I'm going to have to pay that $500 fine because I'm such a klutz that I can imagine myself just falling into this river. And some of those spots, you know, you could be having margaritas. Oh, yeah. At, at a nice Mexican restaurant. I mean, restaurant. you better be if you're down there. Yeah. And then and we've imbibed down there before. And some of those spots along the river walk don't have a guardrail. Oh, so no. You could I mean, walk it's right just off. sidewalk and then the river. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's quite easy. But that's it. That's my roundup of weird Texas laws. If you guys have some, send them my way, and I will cover them maybe on a, at the end of a Patreon episode next year. We'll see. Ooh, exciting stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, now we have a little bit of an exciting situation for you all. And that is last episode that we published, which is a little one called The Fruitcake Bandit, about a particular dessert shop 
called Collins Street Bakery in Corsicana, Texas. And we made lots of comments about fruitcakes in general. Yep, we did. And made a declaration that we were going to try one of these Collins Street fruitcakes. And you know what we did as, as soon, basically, as that episode was published? We went ahead and we ordered one of those fruitcakes. We expedited the shipping on this fruitcake so that it would get here in time for this episode. You guys, this was a $50 fruitcake. We did not pay a little bit of money. It was a lot of money. It's a pretty good amount of money. And we are now going to share our first slice as we just uh, do a little Q&A. As just our last little mini segment before the blooper reel. Let's go ahead and try some of this fruitcake and then answer some questions. What do you think, bud? I kind of don't want to try it, but we're going to give it a go. So, Shay, we each have a piece of this wonderful fruitcake in front of us. Mm -hmm. And we are going to now take our first bite. Well, before we take our first bite, can, uh -huh. I, can I just say this is one of the most dense, heavy... Moist. It's sticky. so heavy. It's it's all those things. It's like the stickiest thing I've ever handled. And it's so wet. Ugh. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, cheers. Cheers. Mmm. It tastes surprisingly weedy. Mm-hmm. Like it's very strong on a wheat wheat kind of mealy flavor that is surprising to me god why did i take such a big bite hmm okay my initial thoughts i thought i was gonna hate it a lot more than i do okay. i don't particularly like it but i feel like i could get through the slice that i have if you gave me like 45 minutes you know i took a big bite did you get some of that jello cube in there no no, thank you. Um, no, thank I, you. <laughs> I actually avoided that entirely. I don't want to take another bite. I want to be real honest. It's not my thing, but I see, I see where people would enjoy it. But uh, it's so yeah, heavy, you guys. It's so heavy. You could stop a door, like a large church door, with this thing. But let me tell you about this awesome commemorative 2020 holiday ten that it comes in. Starting off with. There is a purple-shirted cowboy on the front who is doing some lasso tricks in front of a big golden star right out in front of the Alamo, of all places. We got a holiday carriage with some snow, some mistletoe, and some people that, that look like they're from the 1800s who probably enjoyed this cake when it came out in 1896. I definitely see why this is considered a... Maybe the best fruitcake in the world. It is very moist and delicious. And I believe that if you were someone who enjoys a fruitcake, this is going to be right up your alley. Yes. It's that just, being said, I think there are some of the population. Like us. Who might just, it's not for them. And that's also okay. And I think that that's all we need to learn from the year 2020. So that everybody has their different opinions. And as long as they're not harming anyone with their opinions, it's fine. And we all should get to know and love each other. Some of us really love fruitcake and some of us don't. And I think that's just, it's such a beautiful representation of society currently. 
Well, while we continue to imbibe more of this fruitcake, because we're going to clean our plates. Um, oh, God, please don't make me finish this. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so, like I said, as we clean our plates and just shovel this fruitcake in our mouth, we're going to answer uh, some questions from our Q&A post that we made on our Facebook group, ACNC Podcast Discussion Group. If you want to go join our discussion group, there's a lot of fun stuff going on over there. And you'll see posts like this one, and then we're going to ask some questions that patrons have supplied on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash allcrimenocattle. Brandy uh, asks, what is your favorite case that y'all have covered? I'm going to say the my favorite case that I covered this year is going to have to be the Patrick Dennehy story out of Baylor University. Yeah, and there were there were a couple other similar questions from other people, and uh, I, th- I think that was a really good case that you covered, and you, you did a lot of research on that when it was a two-parter. Yeah, it was a good one. I'm going to say the Zuzu Verk story, because I love Big Bend and the Big Bend area, and um, that case really touched my heart, uh, hearing what happened to Zuzu and all that. It was really tragic, but yeah, I guess those would be our picks. All right, well, Noel Richards, a patron... She wants to know, I really enjoyed seeing Shay on 2020. Do you guys have any future plans on other types of collaboration, podcasts, or TV appearances? Also, when COVID restrictions lift, will you have a sync up with the ACNC posse? I'm dying to meet y'all. Yeah, uh, well, as a patron, you might have noticed that we just put a post out about a collaboration that pretend the podcast with that's hosted by Javier and I did. We covered a case about Stephen Russell which a movie was based off of him. He is a Texas con man, so that is available on our Patreon page. As far as other collaborations, uh, we we don't have really anything set in stone, but I think we're, we're planning on helping out True Crime Fan Club and hosting an episode on that show. Yeah, so there's a big charity fundraiser podcasting event that I'm sure you guys are going to hear more about uh, when if uh, if we end up doing it. We're hoping to do it at the beginning of 2021. We're really excited about it. It's for a great cause, but uh, we really can't share any of those details yet. But yes, we do have some ideas for podcast collaborations. We don't have any upcoming TV appearances as of yet, but if we do, we'll let you know. And of course, remember that we are still planning on the True Crime Podcast festival for 2021 we of course had it all ready to go for 2020 and then that was postponed so that is something that is still going to be hopefully being set up sometime this year and of course that's more information that we will make available to you all once we know what the deets are that's right abby wants to know do you have plans to visit your equally weird and wonderful sister state of florida it's my dream to live in Texas, but I wanted to know if there's any way to convince you to do a show in Florida. My answer to that is I love Cubano sandwiches, and I've never been to Miami. I hear it's great. So, yeah, I'm going to put Miami on our bucket list of, of states that we want to travel to. All right, I'm down. Those are just some of the uh, questions that we picked out from everything that was submitted. And, you know, that's just the, the ones we had time for, and we've had our cake our fruit cake, and we've eaten it too. And now it's it's time to move on to one of everyone's most anticipated segments of the year. That is the ACNC blooper reel. And we'll be signing off just before it. So until 2021, I hope you guys stay safe. We'll be back in the middle of the month. And uh, we have a lot planned for next year. 
Got a lot of fun stuff planned for everyone. And uh, yeah, just stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, hopefully 2021 will be a lot better. I certainly hope that too. We love you all so much. We hope you have a happy and safe new year. And we will see you right back here in 2021. We're going to be taking a couple weeks off and then we'll be back. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Let's all be great together. That's that's our 2021 hashtag. 2020 was we're doing our best. (laughs) 2021 is going to be everybody be great. I like it. Let's do that. All right. Well, until next time, always remember that crime is bigger in Texas, y'all. Adios. Goodbye and enjoy the blooper reel from 2020. And thank you to all of our patrons. Goodbye. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Well, hey there, everybody. It's... Oh, God. <laughs> well, <clears throat> well, later in 2010, Linda's church began to focus on ministering to immigrants who were moving to the North Texas area. Many of these students didn't speak good English. Many of these students... I didn't speak good English right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. We're back this week. Welcome to All Crime, No Cattle. This is a Texas true crime podcast. I, of course, am Shay, and across from me is my partner in true crime. Aaron. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's never, like, fluid. It's always awkward. That was awkward. so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we just met. <laughs> The documents showed that the examiners had concluded that John Fight was evasive during the testing and that he had been caught trying to fake out the test by controlling his breathing, something that is not. Okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. Can we take a. Nelson, get your hiney back up here. I don't know what his Why deal is. Why are freaking you out? Huh? He's fine right there. He's, he's clawing my feet. Oh. He wants something. I don't know there if he has go to go out. out. Do we need to take a second break? Nelson, do you have to poop? We're three quarters of the way through. Uh, okay. With the possibility of parole, huh? So, yeah, that's right. And let's talk about a little bit about what we have. Hap- <sighs> Boobies. <laughs>
It's going in the blooper reel. <laughs> um, that has been our battle cry for the past several weeks is just, you know what? We're doing our best. You know? <laughs> We're doing our best. <laughs> this can all go in the goddamn pu- blooper reel, can't no, it? No, the pure reel? That's it, I give up. <laughs> Start it over with the battle cry. Only 15% of students identify as being Lutheran, for example. Oh my. Brienne just knocked over that entire bowl of aquarium gravel. Either one or more of the cartilages that make up the larynx show damage, or as you should, as you should. As I shit. <laughs> I am not shitting in the studio right now. There's going to be lots of bloopers being added from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mike just gave up. My mic was like, I'm done with this show. Fucking up out. My mic just like fell over like it was shot by a sniper. <laughs> um, what is happening? Yeah, even it's tired of your shit <laughs> uh, hey we're getting a lot of bloopers <laughs> i guess that's one thing again this is a very serious yeah, case yeah, okay now let's talk about the fire itself arson investigation arson investigators also studied arson invest arson investigator <laughs> jesus Investigators. Oh, you died. You died over there. (laughs) I have a speech impediment. No, you don't. I do too. You do not. What's my problem then? You just speak way too fast and your mouth can't catch up with your brain. Arson investigators also studied the ruins of the apartment to try to uncover. Arson investigator. Good. Good. <laughs> Arson investigators also studied the ruins of the apartment to try to uncover evidence about the fire itself. Court appointed defense attorney. Say that again. <laughs> yeah, what did I say? He like. Court. Court. DeClava concluded that Jason Massey posed a real threat to others and could possibly be suicidal as well. Could you be any louder with your giant can? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're the one who bought it for me. And we have a Facebook discussion group called ACNC Posse Discretion Group. Called ACNC Posse... You've only said what it a million times. ACNC. Every every episode, I screw all of this up. ACNC Posse Discussion Group. Yes, thank you. I know what it is. Oh, well. I just, my mouth can't say it. And one of the detectives noticed a roll of duct tape sitting on the bookshelf. Remember, duct tape, big part of the crime scene, right? That's how that piece of carpet was patched into place. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And getting justice first got done. Definitely. Yeah. I am fascinated by this group. I want to apply. 
Well, you don't have experience. <laughs> hey, well, I do. We have a we have a true crime podcast. Maybe we can get the word out. Well, another thing is I think they only have they have like a limit of their members. It's only 80 something, which I think has something to do with the number of years that the actual VDoc lived or something like that. So I think that they're probably going to remain with hey. the people who know hey. what they're talking about and they're not going to add podcasters hey. to their membership. Tread softly, man. <laughs> You're treading on my dreams. Maybe we can have our own. Um, oh, we can make a podcaster V-Doc. Yeah. Ooh, with all of our sleuthy podcaster friends, like Morph and all them. Oh, that'd be cool. Sure, let's do that. No, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> Why did you, you said it weird. I mean, we can do that and not have anything smart to say, but we can just look look at stuff and shit. Do you want to say shit? No, I don't want any of this to go up. Oh, it's stupid. okay. It all started when a nearby ranger... Ranger Dick Ware. Hmm. Where? Where is it? Where'd that dick go? <laughs> dick Ware? It all started when nearby... Dick Wash. <laughs> dick who? <laughs> dick how? Sorry. <laughs> you, you may continue. But it is fun to think about. Well, you know, we both come from low to middle class families, and there's definitely a stigma to the elite, you know. When as well, they should be. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Because they shouldn't. They shouldn't exist. <laughs> oh man, I Sorry. was trying to tamp. <laughs> I was trying to tampen down your statements, and you just you just came back at it with a jackhammer. Oh man, I don't like the rich. Um, you can cut that. You can get all this. Well. If you if you decide to do it, you know, contact us about it. You know, no, don't give, it, give us don't the contact lowdown. us about it. I don't want any track record to any <laughs> of your crimes. Do not send us a, a receipt of your crimes. No, do it, and then we'll read it on the next Patreon episode. Ah, and we'll turn you into the police. <laughs> Man, you are like pushing. <laughs> I'm not going to turn a patron in. She was fully clothed when he said she fell from the car, but none of her clothes shows but none of her clothes so but none of her clothes shows but none of her clothes just slow down. But none of her clothes but none of her clothes shows but none of her clothes showed clothes showed is a hard thing to say. None of her clothes showed signs. Don't try to be fancy. Just be slow and committed. But none of her clothes showed sign. Okay. But none of her clothes. But none of her clothes showed sign of. Jesus Christ. Clothes. Clothes. Clothes is a weird. It's kind of a hard word to say. Clothes. There's a little clothes. Oh, I just say clothes. You say clothes. Mm, maybe that's what I'm doing. You say I'm clothes. I'm trying to enunciate too much. Okay. But none of her clothes showed sign of. But none of her clothes, but none of her clothes, cl clothes? How do you say the word clothes? Clothes. Clothes? I say clothes. Let's go buy some clothes. Yeah, but it's clothes. Yeah, but nobody says clothes. That sounds like, <laughs> that, that sounds like cloves. But none of her clothes showed signs. But none of her clothes showed, but none of her clothing showed signs of... <laughs> Did you hear that? That's horrible. I'm just changing it up. <clears throat>
Arthur Blake said the Austin sneaker community has been very generous and they realize having a new pair of shoes is necessary. So many kids don't have shoes that make them feel confident. And when you don't have nice shoes... Is this a quote? Yeah. You didn't say quote. Austin Blake told the Austin... Austin... Arthur Blake told the Austin Statesman... God damn it. Stop it. (laughs) Arthur Blake told the Austin Statesman, quote... The Austin sneaker community has been very generous. <laughs> the Austin sneaker community... <laughs> Shut up. Blooper reel. We're, we're loading it up. We're padding the blooper reel with this f***ing episode, man. Uh, before we get started with our Patreon shoutouts, let's go ahead and tell you where you can find us. You can find us on Twitter at ACNC Podcast, on, on Instagram at AC... Nope. You can find us on, you can find us on Twitter at ACNC Podcast and on Instagram. <laughs> God, stop laughing! It's like it's like nails on a chalkboard. Like as you like reach for it in your brain, like there's that that long pause of like at, and then it comes. Listen. <laughs> All right, come on. Elmendorf was founded by a man named Henry Elfen, named him, named Henry Elfen. Elfin? All right. Dave Bliss's career moves after everything came out are a far cry from the fallout suffered by Abar Rouse, the assistant coach who secretly recorded Dave Bliss. Oh, you already said that. A far fry. A fry. (laughs) A far fry? Far fry. Is that a fry you can't get to? It's a far fry. (laughs) Oh. A grisly discovery was being made across town. <clears throat> Jesus. Ew, what was that weird noise? <clears throat> my, my chest exploded. One of the first things investigators did uh, when they started researching this... One of the first things investigators did was to... Hey, look at me. You're awesome. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh. He said that Adrian had told him that it was someone named Brian who would click through on the other line that night during... So with all this pressure mounting, prosecutors were threatening to drop formal murder charger... Formal murder charger... (laughs) David and Diane began planning to get married in the year 2000. This was presumably, this would presumably, (laughs) but instead of taking Adrian straight home, the two drove to a local elementary school, parked in the parking lot, and had sex. Don't. No, that was weird. And had sex. (laughs) And had sex. Or, you know, if you got that annoying relative at the table and you really don't want to hear their politics, you can sneak a little earbud in your ear and listen to us. That's right. And we all know that when the... That's right. And we all... Off. (laughs) God. One sentence in, I can't even do it. (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) And baby, we got some doozies in 2020. Oh boy, we've been collecting almost 15 minutes worth of bloopers from this year, and uh, there's some real winners in there. Absolutely. So, any 
Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of bloopers. <laughs> Mark tried to peer through the trailer windows, but couldn't, but couldn't get a good. Mark tried, Mark tried to peer through the trailer windows, but couldn't get a good. Mark tried to peer through the trailer. I hate my life. <laughs> Why do you? You should just like have an alert set up where if you write that in a document, it it, like highlights it red. Like (laughs) no, changes it (laughs) just automatically. Um, Okay. However, Richard Creamer, the senior vice president of Bigelow Development, told investigators that Daryl and another worker, thirty-seven-year-old Curtis Pope, had been scheduled to meet at Daryl's trailer that evening. And then they were supposed to travel together to Richard's house to make repairs on a swimming pool. What? Just keep going. What? Did you say Richard Creamer? Yes. Dick Creamer? His is name this... is Dick Creamer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dick Creamer is in this case. <laughs> you think I'm not going to stop you down? You just waltzed right over Dick Creamer. <laughs> Oh my god you left, you left transfer creamer in your trail as you rushed uh, over dick creamer geez, yeah well can you blame me jesus this is going to the blooper reel <sighs> i like how you were like what <laughs> you knew why i was commenting <laughs> just like immediately i know like, what? wait a second i got things to say about dick creamer yeah oh boy all right <clears throat> but there's more evidence to look at did you say that Bob gave his DNA in a blood sample? He took a polygraph test. Oh, okay. So Bob did not give his blood. I don't know if he did. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. We'll admit that. Okay. But you're telling me that there's a Bob Johnson and a Dick Creamer? This sounds like a 70s porno duo. Oh, my God. Can we focus on the murder? You can put that all in the fucking bloopers. Because <laughs> I know that's what you're really excited about, Dick Creamer. You're so happy. You're so happy we're going to close out 2020 with Dick Creamer. <laughs> can see the joy hey, upon your face. Don't forget Bob Johnson. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I like to hang out with them at a party. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some really good news, and I hope it's going to rile me up. What? I think you're thinking about Dick Creamer. Oh, man. This, is, this episode has gone off the rails. To those viewing their marriage from afar, Riley and Bonnie were deeply in love. Riley, the ever-focused farmer tending his trees, and Bonnie, the regal, elegant socialite who tended the... Say socialite again. Socialite? Yeah, you said sociolite. Oh. (laughs) And Bonnie, the regal, elegant socialite... Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And Bonnie, the regal, elegant socialite... No, it's not that word, Shay. (laughs) It's just socialite. (laughs) And Bonnie, the regal, elegant socialite. Ah, so, so, socialite, 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 socialite. Just say social, social, and then I, I, socialite. And Bonnie, the regal, elegant socialite, who tended the. Why did you say it I'm just like that? Do the whole sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get the flow. Yeah, it sucks when it happens, huh? I love when it happens to you. Oh, no, this is going to go on the blooper reel. Yeah.
Riley the ever-focused farmer tending his trees, and Bonnie the regal, elegant socialite who tended the large, harky home. As reported by Texas Monthly, the investigation set up a sting operation where an informant provided Bruce with an illegal sniper. Oh, fuck. Not a sniper. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> What's a legal sniper? Here, here you go. You're wanted, you're, we're investigating you for murder, and here's your personal sniper. <laughs> you're not the poorest poor person. No, I'm not. No. But I mean, we're all poor and we don't complain about it. And we certainly don't try to kill our grandmas. Yeah. Maybe he could have started a pecan podcast, you know? Nuts and butts. (laughs) It's not going in. None of this is going in. (laughs) Um, And no formal sale of that land parcel could happen without consulting Bonnie Harkey's lawyer, Daryl Spinks, the guardian of her financial estate. Tommy Lee Jones was in a movie in 2000 called Space Cowboys. We're deleting I, that. We're done talking about Tommy listen, Lee Jones. Listen, I had to IMDb him. <laughs> this no. is a solid joke and I'm running with it. All right. But keep that in there. That's funny. Okay. Move it up and then we'll stop talking about okay. Tommy Lee Jones. Do you have any comments? No. Other than Tommy Lee Jones? No. Okay. All I right. really wanted to talk about Space Cowboys. Okay. Okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Hey, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. The blooper reels are coming in last minute. Wow. I mean, look, listen, I'm the first person to tell you to start breaking out the guillotines. And I mean, let's start making real changes favorable to all of us in our society. And that includes, you know, taking a share of the wealth. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Am I encouraging you to, like, pick up the rich? You know, be good to yourselves. And until next time, all... Until next time, all crime, no cattle. All <laughs> crime, no good. Oh, oh boy. I've hit, I've hit so many bloopers <laughs> in this episode. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.